Hello and welcome. What you're about to hear is a customized 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons campaign featuring a few of my friends, including Ted as Alaron, the elven cleric with a mysterious past, Rochelle as Thora, the half-elven warlock with a heart of gold, Don as Cull Show, the human barbarian who's constantly at war with his own savage instincts, and Thad as Bjorn, the halfling ranger who mourns for his lost mentor. I'm Jerry, your dungeon master for this adventure, and this is The Dungeon Patrol. Episode one of the Dungeon Patrol podcast. Hey, hey, hey. Hello. hey there. Hey, everybody. Is everyone ready to play? Oh, oh yes. heck yeah. Betcha. Awesome. Uh, well, uh, to get us started, why don't we uh, just go around the table and uh, introduce ourselves and our characters a bit? And we'll start over to my left. Hi, I am Thad. I will be playing the Ranger Bjorn Brizzlebum. And he's a halfling, so he's a little guy. I'm Ted, and I'm going to be playing Alaron, the elven priest of Ilo, the god of shadows and trickery. This is Don, and I'm going to be playing Kulsho. He is a barbarian, and I'm not sure what else to say about that, other than he likes to kill things and rage. and Everything barbarians Everything like barbarians do. do. <laughs> Awesome. And I'm Rochelle, and I'm going to be playing Thora. Thora is a half-elven warlock, and occasionally her goat Ajax ah, will make an appearance. Great. We have a goat. That is that is awesome. I don't think uh, we've ever had a goat in a game. No. Well, this will be a first. That's right. First One of many right? firsts, probably. Um, well, great. Let's uh, let's get rolling then. Um, so I'll set the scene. Uh you guys find yourselves in the small town of Endwall on an unseasonably cool night uh, in early fall. Endwall is a border town that is home to the Overlook. Uh, the Overlook is a massive fortress and tower that sits atop a nearby mountain. The Overlook has been uh, abandoned uh, recently uh, as the intermittent war with Drummondor has kind of dwindled down to... Uh, more of a series of back and forth border raids at this point. Um, without all the soldiers and their families in town, there's really not much happening in Endwall these days. And the town only has uh, one lonely inn, which is conveniently named after the fortress. So, uh, Thora and Bjorn, as you enter the Overlook Inn, you immediately notice that the place is packed. The tables and stools are filled with uh, townsfolk and travelers seeking to exchange news and gossip about strange happenings throughout the kingdom. You see one table near the door that has empty chairs where a mysterious hooded figure sits quietly. Oh, I see an empty seat. Uh, hello there. May I come and join you? I will not. 
Oh, wonderful. This is the only open seats in the whole place. I'm Thora. <laughs> nice to meet you, Thora. Who are you? Oh, I don't know that we're at first name basis yet, are we? I'd probably be lying to you if I told you my name right now. Oh, that seems very silly. Oh, hey. Hey there. There's oh, open seat here. Oh, oh I see it. Hi. I'm going to come over and take my hood off and kind of shake out. It's a bit chilly out there this morning, this evening. Uh, is this spot taken? Oh, no. You sit here. Oh, hi there. I'm Bjorn. Hi, Bjorn. I'm I'm Thora. Oh, nice to meet you, Thora. And uh, you, what, what what's your name? Your name was Bjorn, is my that right? My name's Bjorn, yeah. How'd you come here to Endwall? Oh, I'm just here to, to meet somebody and, and uh, get a good, strong, stout ale. You and me both. Oh, yeah. So I'm going to look around for possibly a, a, a barkeep, or do I have to go up to the bar for that? Uh, no, uh, you see a young girl uh, mm-hmm. who's kind of winding her way through the tables, uh, delivering drinks, and you manage to catch her eye, and uh, she uh, brings you a large uh, mug of ale. Mm. And I will get a good sip out. It's probably like a bowl for me, you know, like a large. <laughs> you have to use two hands. Right. right. Yeah. And I'll I'll get a good drink on it. And I'll say, so are you from Endwall here? Oh, no. You? Uh, no, I'm just traveling through. How about you, Thora? Oh, no, I just arrived. Do you think they have hot cider here? We can ask. Yeah. So if you want, do you manage to catch her eye again? And she, she uh, nods and... Uh, and uh, a few minutes later, comes back with uh, a cup of hot cider. Yeah, Smells hot cider. delicious. Thora will will turn to Bjorn and say, "Would you like to meet my goat?" Of course, yeah. I don't see him though. So, so out from a sling, this she produces this tiny little runt of a goat who um, <laughs> happily bleats at Bjorn and uh, like pushes up against him and and. Oh, hey there, little guy. What's your name? Uh, this is Ajax. Hi, Ajax. You're just a little guy like me. <laughs> nice to meet you, Ajax. And I'll pet him underneath the, the chin. Oh, I bet he likes that. And then, and then, do you want to meet Ajax? Looking at the silent person whose name I don't know. I will look up and smile faintly at the goat. Oh. <laughs> uh, He's great. a real talker, huh? Yeah. Apparently. Have to bust down those walls over there. I'm, I'm guessing. Mm. So, friend Bjorn, mm. you look like someone I knew back in Thurin. Have you ever been there? I don't recall. I've been to a couple places, but uh, I'm not from Thorin, and I don't recall being in there. Nope, no Thorin. Evasive. I like that. <laughs> I mean, Do you I... follow the teachings of Ilo by any chance? Uh is it? He an evil god? Oh no, my friend. Ilo is not evil. Evil and good are just delusions people tell themselves to justify their own self-interest. So how many how many of those ales have you had already? Enough. Mm. <laughs> well, I'm kind of hungry. I wonder if they f- serve any good food around here. Uh, yeah, they appear to be uh, delivering uh, uh, plates that look like some nice hearty stew. Um, and you can definitely get some of that. Oh, that sounds like a good idea. Mm-hmm. And flag down the somebody to serving girl. Yeah. She stops by and brings you back plates. Oh, thank you. You're so sweet. 
So where are you from, Tora? Uh, I'm from my family's farm, um, just outside of Blackworm Hills. Never been. It's beautiful. That up in the mountains or? Uh, yeah, near near the mountains. Mm-hmm. And you're here in Enwall, huh? I am. It's a long ways from home. It is. I You said you were looking for someone? Yeah, I'm looking to meet somebody here, but I don't see him around here yet. Oh, I too. I'm looking for someone. And at that queue, I'm actually going to look around the inn and see if anyone else is going to be coming up and ruining my quiet dinner. <laughs> All right. Uh, you, uh, you take a look around the room and, uh, you know, you see a large but somewhat subdued crowd tonight. Um, you see the teenage girl who's running to and fro carrying plates of stew and mugs of ale to various patrons. Uh, and you see another older woman uh, who is busy serving uh, somewhat larger portions of the same food to a ragged looking beggar who is sitting in a large kind of overstuffed chair next to the fireplace. Um, a young boy is also darting about uh, looks like he's running errands, um, retrieving buckets of water from the well outside, carrying in saddlebags, and delivering them to uh, what you uh, assume to be, be the owner's rooms um, upstairs. Um, and when he's uh, not busy, he you know takes little breaks, leaning up against the wall next to the door, just waiting for his next task. At that point, you probably would notice that the kitchen doors open up and a very tall, like six foot four tall man with long hair pulled behind his head and a blue tunic steps out holding a kind of a large plate of the stew. You can see he's wearing a dirty apron and he's kind of scanning around the room. Looks like he seems to be looking for a place to sit. It's just like high school all over again. (laughs) And his eye follows around to the one chair at your table and he shrugs a bit, and slowly makes his way through the crowd. Thora will excitedly wave at him. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Is this chair available? Oh, yeah, sit down. He will pull the chair back and settle his his giant frame in. I don't recognize any of you. I am cool show. I am Thora. I just arrived. Hi, Cole Show. I'm, I'm Bjorn. It's nice to meet you. It is a, yes, a pleasure. Oh, it's always a pleasure when you meet me. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm also new to town. Yes, I don't recognize any of you, and I've been here for some time. Is this your stew? Uh, well, this bowl is my stew, but uh, yes, I, I have prepared the stew. I, am I the figured cook. with the apron and whatnot, unless that was your armor. <laughs> I have no need for armor. Mm. You no, know, I am the cook. So, friend cook, you work here. Does that young boy running all over the place work here as well? Uh, he looks around, seeing who you're kind of pointing out. Ah, oh, yes, that is Thurston. He is, uh, he is the son of the proprietors. Good kid. Why? I'm just curious. He seems to be acting a little oddly. He's very energetic and helpful. A bit like family. I uh, guess I've been working for the Optums now for uh, several months. Is it usually normally this busy here? 
No, this is uh, this is unusual. There's a seems like people have come in from all over. There's quite a bit of excitement going on. For what? Uh, some rumors of the king getting killed or some sort of coup and a new power. I don't know. I have no time for that. But apparently, many people are excited about the this uh, the events that are transpiring around it. A lot going on for this. I, this used to be a little sleepy town. Now it's. Eh, apparently, it used to be larger some time ago before they closed down the uh, the uh, big fortress. But yes, I have in the last six months. I say this is probably the business I've seen it. Hmm. A bit strange. It is a bit strange. Yeah. So is the uh, hooded figure? Is it uh, still over by the fire? Oh, the the beggar? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You take a look over in that direction and and you see uh, the beggar is just kind of wrapping up their meal and uh, can't tell if it's uh, male or female, if it's human or elf. Um, but they stand up and stretch and kind of send little puffs of dust and dirt flying everywhere, uh, really in rough shape. And... Uh, uh, kind of as they're stretching, they turn and look and manage to catch your eye and see you, uh, uh, you know, sneaking a glance. And uh, now they're just kind of locked on you. And um, you can tell now that it's uh, a young, what appears to be a human woman. And uh, she starts to approach your table still. Is she, is she looking at Bjorn or all of us? Uh, kind of at the table. She's, you know, just generally started with Bjorn and now she's just fixated on your general area and is now walking towards you. It's usually my finely groomed mutton chops that pulls them in. <laughs> That's oh. what draws the ladies in. Mm. Huh? Awesome. Okay, well then I'm going to leave your finely groomed mutton chops and get up and start walking towards the bar. Okay, so Aleron gets up and starts walking towards the bar, getting out of there. Does it maybe had too much excitement already? <laughs> yeah, way too much. <laughs> um, and so she approaches uh, your table, and she, you know, as you, as she comes closer, you can see that, you know, maybe if things had been different in in her life, she might even pass for beautiful. Um, just um, very dirty, uh, dirt stained face, uh, dirty layers and layers of clothing. Um, but she's smiling and smiling as she approaches. Is she tall? Uh, she's uh, five something. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. Tall for you. Mm-hmm. Definitely. <laughs> In a very high sing-song, surprisingly melodious voice, she says, Pardon me. Do you know the way to Grom's Toe? I don't. Would you like to have a seat? Maybe somebody here does. Oh, uh, thank you, but um, no, I'll, I'll, I'll have to pass for now. Uh, I do uh, pardon the intrusion here. I'm, I thought you were someone else. So at, at that moment, you hear uh, the doors kind of open and slam again, and and you see that uh, you know the the young boy has gone out, presumably on another errand. Um, and she starts to. You know, she's still smiling and looks very apologetic and starts to kind of shuffle away from your table, going around you. And and there's like a, a shadowy corner in the southeast portion of this um, of this inn. Um, you can tell there are people over there. There's a table, but their lantern uh, that would normally be lit in that corner has been snuffed out. And so there's some, 
you know, shady looking uh, people over there. You can't really tell, even tell how many are over there, but you can tell there are people over there and they seem to be uh, in having some intense conversation. And so she seems to be working her way over that in that direction. Um, at that moment, as she hobbles around your table, um, the door flies open again and the young boy's back and he takes up his position against the wall and, uh, you know, just looks very casual, but it looks like he has something in his hand and he seems to be, you know, smiling, have a little smirk on his face. Um, and then like a group of rough looking men enter right after him. And I will put that on the map now. And they are forming sort of a semicircle around your space. And uh, they're blocking the beggar from moving any farther. And uh, just as they enter and kind of get set up, they look like soldiers of some kind. You know, they all are wearing the same tabards. Um, they all have uh, green tabards with uh, three golden hawks on the front. Is this a standard insignia for the area? Um, you could roll if you want. Yes, please. Okay. Intelligence, I assume. Yep. History. Yeah, do a history. That'd be a 20 for me. Wow. Okay. So... You recognize this uh, as the insignia of the Duke of Scornsby. And if rumors are to be believed, he is now King Scornsby. Um, something has happened in the capital, and uh, that's why most of the people are here. Uh, there are other weird things going on, but um, there's a lot of um, talk about what happened with the old king and queen, you know, they're overthrown. Some people say they were in prison. Some people say they're in exile. Some people say they were killed. Um, but whatever happened, the Duke of Scornsby is now claiming to be king of Ashmore. Aleron's going to hear a voice in his head. And uh, I'm going to get up and kind of underneath the table and head over to uh, the corner, kind of. Okay. You know, through through the underneath, you know, just kind of around and behind people being my small stature. I can move quickly and mm -hmm. easily through the crowd. Not not look like I'm in haste, but just kind of Casual. out of the way where that is. Okay. So I'm going to look over at you and see what you're doing as best I can. And I'll follow. I'll make my way slowly through the crowd. Okay. So um, at that moment another person enters uh, this this guy really stands out he's also wearing the green tabard but his armor um looks to be in much better condition much fancier than everyone else that has just come in the door and he's a very large man very tall um you know kind of blonde hair uh sweet sweet mullet going on um and uh he he looks like a rough customer um, he comes in, um, kind of stands behind his semicircle of, uh, other tabarded guys. And, um, he, uh, starts to look around the room and he, he locks eyes with the beggar immediately. And, uh, she like 
freezes in place and just kind of you can see her back stiffen. To what corner is she on our map? Um, she is uh, right straight in front of the table between the table and the door. So she's between your table and the doorway. Okay. Like, is that, that, is that the table we're, we're on, right? That you were sitting, yeah. Okay. So she's kind of there, and so she's she's surrounded by these guards. Um, uh, he notices her. She notices him, this, this new guy that came in, and uh, they're locked in a staring contest of some sort, but she seems quite alarmed, um, and he seems uh, quite pleased and uh, kind of has a, you know, a smirk on his face. Um, I'm going to, I see the fireplace there, the hearth. Yeah. I'm going to kind of tuck back around the corner there and just uh, around the chair. Sounds good. Going to keep my eyes on it. I'm going to take another long drink and watch the situation closely. Um, They start conversing. Um, Anyone at the table want to roll perception? Yes. See what you over here? Yes. It'll be a 21. I noticed nothing. Okay. <laughs> 21 pretty good. Um, so you're sitting there and you're, you're knocking a few back, but you're, you know, probably due to your upbringing, you know, you're always kind of paying attention. Uh, so you're able to listen in and um, you can tell right away that uh, she's not happy to see this, this man and, and he's very happy to see her. And uh, you kind of get, um, from their conversation that that he had some pretty major part to play in the uh, overthrow of the old king and queen. Um, he works closely with the duke, now king, um, and uh, he was there. Um, and he keeps referring to her as, you know, milady, you know, uh, you know, which you would only hear someone say to someone, you know, nobility probably in this area. Uh, he keeps referring to her as milady, um, and that stands out because she's, you know, filthy, smells, you know, dressed in rags, that sort of thing. Um, so he's uh, talking with her, and she's, you know, kind of um, pushing back at him and, you know, calling him all sorts of terrible things, you know, murderer. And um, and he, you know, he laughs it all off, and he seems, he seems quite proud of, you know, whatever part he had to play and the overthrow of the, the old government. And, um, cool, cool show. Is that how you cool show? Cool show is here's a voice in his head. I will try not to act terribly surprised, but that is a bit startling. <laughs> mm. <clears throat> what does his voice say? What well, I, it's what he hears in his head. It's a, it's, it's a voice. It's my voice. You, you can recognize it. Okay. I would hope by now, you know, Oh, by now, okay. it, yeah. It's the the voice is asking him. It, it's just basically saying, "If we're in trouble, you know, take a drink from your ale." Okay. So um, Kolsha will rise, holding his ale uh, in his left hand, and we'll uh, walk over next to the lady. Okay. So it, you're you're kind of standing behind her. Yes, and I will turn to address the uh, mullet-haired man. Excuse me. Uh, and then to the woman, is this man bothering you? She uh, turns around, seems kind of startled that you're behind her, um, turns around and she's like, uh, no, no, it's fine. Just, 
Just please, um, please just sit down. Well, this is a place for food and L. I don't like the... I see what you're doing here. Seems to be distracting the other patrons. Perhaps you should take your leave, gentlemen. Uh, he, he, the large man looks at you and he, he kind of laughs and he says, I'll only be a moment. And he continues to talk to the woman and you gather from the conversation that, uh, that, uh, he says something about, you know, the, the grandchildren, you know, that he, he personally was responsible for killing the grandchildren. And she seems like really like shocked by this news and she just you know is kind of frozen in place and finally she you know comes to again and and all she does is you know spit on the you know uh, boots on his boots um and uh then he laughs and then he makes some other comment that really uh, gives you the idea that that maybe um he knows her in ways that you know she would rather forget and um, at that point, she just kind of shuts down um, and she doesn't have any more, you know, to say. And you see her shoulders kind of slump and he uh, he's chuckling to himself. I'm going to look at the halfling with a knowing smirk and unholster my dagger beneath my cloak. Okay. I'm going to whisper in his in mentally. He's not hearing me. He just hears my voice in his head. I'll be ready when you are. Great. Um, Thor is going to stand up and and walk to, to be right next to the the lady in rags, and and speak to right about here. Sure. Okay. And and Oops, speak as direct her comments to um, mullet guy, and just say. I don't know what's going on here, but that is quite enough. And I will try and take the um, the lady's arm. Okay, so she she uh, actually just kind of falls into you when you grab her arm and allows you to kind of lead her away. And uh, and uh, he says, "I wouldn't go too far." And he um, turns. He realizes his fun is is done at, at her expense. She's shut down. And so he's, you know, his chuckle subsides and he, uh, looks serious and he turns to the room. Um, and you can tell he's kind of scanning the room a little bit, um, sizing people up and he, uh, you know, takes in a deep breath and says, everybody listen up. And the people, you know, stop and stop what they're doing and turn, uh, towards him. And he says, by royal decree of King Hamlin I, I hereby notify the citizens of Endwall that the fortress, known as the Overlook, will once again be garrisoned for the continued security and prosperity of all Ashmore. The king wishes to thank you for your cooperation during this time of transition. Now... I, Harrigan Larchwood, would further decree that you all better do everything you can to welcome these men into your town, into your homes, and if need be, into your beds. 
That is all. Now, get this treacherous scum out of here and arrest these fools. And he gestures toward uh, your table where you were sitting. And uh, the men start to move forward. You can see that they were ready for this command and they start to move forward. But a voice from that shadowy corner shouts out, Hold, Larchwood! And uh, everything freezes. It's like eerily silent now. And you can hear the sound of a chair scraping across the wooden planks of the floor, followed by the heavy thuds of booted feet. And a figure of a hooded man kind of emerges into the light from that corner. And, uh, you know, everyone's just sitting there watching. And uh, the, the person starts to speak again and says, you know, there must be some grave mistake. The lady was here for me. And he pulls back his hood. And what you see is a kind of an older man, um, but very chiseled, very broad in the shoulders. Looks like he's been through some stuff and uh, lived to tell about it. Um, definitely gives off an aura of command, somebody not to be trifled with. And you hear people around the uh, around the inn kind of gasp. And then you hear people whispering, Red Thorn, it's Red Thorn. Is that a recognizable name to us? Probably. You should roll. What are we rolling? Uh, let's say history. Yeah, 15. Only 11 for me. 19. Okay. So you've picked up a lot of knowledge on this area uh, since you've been working here. Um, and so, you know, Redthorn is, uh, he's kind of a legend in these parts. Um, you know, and what you know is he's been fighting uh, this kind of one-man war against uh, Drummondor for, you know, close to 25 years. Uh, so people around here, especially in a border community like this, uh, you know, hold them in pretty high regard. Um, definitely has a reputation for being a uh, tough uh, customer, no nonsense, uh, somebody who gets things done, somebody who puts fear into the hearts of his enemies. Um, and uh, he's known to ride with a group of uh, similarly minded uh, men and women who uh, basically, um, you know, this area suffers from uh, a lot of raids from Drummondor, you know, orcs and humans and um, come across the border, you know, stealing your goats, for God's mm. sakes, mm. Um, killing and pillaging and all of that sort of thing. And and uh, Ashmore doesn't really have much of a response, not an organized response to that. And uh, he is kind of the, the lone figure that is fighting back um, and kind of took it upon himself. And he's actually from the area, um, from what you know. From the eastern part of Ash Ashmore? Uh, southern. Okay. Have I ever run into his red thorn from the northwest? Uh, nope. Okay. Nope. But I've heard of him. You've probably heard of him. I would say most of you would, you know, recognize the name. Maybe uh, Alaron doesn't doesn't exactly know uh, what it what it means, but you've probably heard the name. And uh, 
uh, Kalsho, since he's from town, I mean, he's he's very well known, especially in this area. Uh, so the Larchwood is his name, the the mulleted giant. Uh, he turns and he's he's now looking a little a little startled himself. Uh, he went from really cocky and confident to, you know, oh no, um, things have changed. And you can tell he's he's doing the math in his head. And while he's doing that, his men are still hesitating. You know, they've got this guy, you know, with this scary name and reputation standing in front of them. But, you know, uh, after the whispers subside, you start to hear other things. There are more chairs sliding across the floor as other people in the inn start to rise. And you can hear the distinctive sound of blades leaving their scabbards mm. at this point. So the townsfolk are now, you know, uh, in this. And now that they know Redthorn's here, they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, we, we can take care of this. Is there a back door to this inn? There is. Are you thinking of using it? I'm starting to scoot my way to the back door. <laughs> Thank you. So we can see them drawing their weapons. Yeah, the people are drawing their weapons. The the uh, men that uh, Larchwood brought with him, uh, they're looking very hesitant now. Uh, they don't really want any part of fighting this group of, you know, 40, 50 odd people now. And mm. especially someone with uh, uh, Redthorn's reputation. So they're uh, looking around and they're looking towards Larchwood and they're they're kind of like, what do we do? And Larchwood, uh, you know, he's like, don't just stand there, get him. And uh, so he, you know, (laughs) pushes some of the guys forward towards towards your table, uh, towards the beggar uh, who's now been escorted away a little bit uh, by Thora. Um, And meanwhile, he he retreats towards the door and on his way out. Uh, he grabs young Turston, the uh, son of uh, the proprietors of the Overlook Inn, the little errand boy that was in and out, grabs him, drags him out with him, kind of like a well, human that's shield. Not necessary. Yeah, I'll react to that pretty much immediately. Okay. As soon as I see him react, I jump up on the chair and pull my bow back. Awesome. Roll initiative. Twenty-one for Alaron. Okay, that's not bad. Eight for Thora. That's not good. <laughs> Bjorn seventeen. And Kulshow twenty-one. Um, I'm assuming Kulshow has the higher decks, but you guys, I think, according to Five E rules, can decide who goes first. I uh, well. I think I'm fine going first. I have a personal, I'm, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm friends with the family, so I think you should go first. So are, are any of these guards in the way? Um, they are in the way of the door now. Um, not knowing what to do. They were kind of, hesi- you know, moving forward and they stopped. And now they're kind of backing up as they see their, you know, commander, Larchwood, exiting the room. Um, you know, and the odds are obviously stacked against him at this point. So I will, I will draw my sword in a smooth motion. I say, stand aside now. Okay. So you uh, get to go first. Do they make motions like they might get out of my way? Um, they do not. They look <laughs> scared, but 
holding their ground at this point. Have they drawn their weapons? Um, they had their weapons drawn when they entered. They are holding spears. Um, they look like they may have transitioned from, they're not actively going to charge you, come at anyone, but they appear to be you know, holding the exit so that Larchwood can escape. Well, then um, I'm going to I'll make an attack at the first one on the right. Okay. So if they don't move, if they don't step out of the way, he will just step right up and uh, slash with his sword. Awesome. Because that's what he does. It's a good skill to have. <laughs> that will be a 21. Ooh. That will hit. Nice. For eight damage. Wow. That's okay. a good start. So, yeah, he he's uh you caught him nice nicely across the uh chest um and he immediately sent him reeling back and he he's looking pretty pretty stunned and bloody right now. Um is that it? I can I move through him? Uh you can't, I don't believe. It'll be provoking an attack if you move through him. Yeah. Okay, then I'll wait to clear the way. Okay, Aleron, you're next. Okay, well, stuff's going down, so I think it's time to beat feet. I'm going to look over at Bjorn and, you know, sort of gesture towards the back door, see what his response is. You just hear, I've got a couple arrows with their names on it, so... You go do go get the boy. I'm going to sigh and make my way to the back door. Okay. I'll go out, and uh, I assume there's an alley that goes around to the front door? Uh, there is. Uh, there's a little path that leads out to the stables okay. and then around to the front. Okay. I'll, I'll move whatever distance I can move, and if I can see what's happening at the front, I'll sort of peek around the corner to do that. Okay. Um, so, uh, there's a limit on your, your ability to speak, uh, telepathically with people, right? 30 feet. Is it 30 feet? Mm -hmm. Okay. Just wanted to make sure because you'll be moving out of that range. Yeah. I'm out of range now. Okay. Um, so. And my speed's 35 if that helps as far uh, as getting through. Yeah. Um, I, and I can't see on my map where you actually moved right now. I put him back over there behind, looks like the kitchen. Okay. I'm guessing where the back door was. I don't know where it was. Sounds good. Um, so these guys, uh, it is now uh, Bjorn's turn. All right. I shoot. That is going to be a 13. 13. Sorry. And which one are you? Uh, I'm going to go the one would be the closest to the bar. Closest to the bar. Mm -hmm. um, that would be a miss. Mm -hmm. So Arrow goes whizzing past him, uh, looks even more startled and shaken than he was before. Um, now, now that people are actually shooting at him. Um, You're going to have to give your uh, NPCs cute names so we can designate them in combat. <laughs> yeah, that's a good idea. Um, so the guy that uh, it's now the guard's turn uh, and they are uh, the one that's starting to recover from the vicious uh, slash that Cull Show gave him uh, is going to try to repay that in kind. Foolish man. 
And that is a hit. Surprise, surprise. Four, six damage. Ouch. Wow. At first level, that's like Mm -hmm. half. There's something about being in the DM's chair where the rolls just (laughs) come up. I don't know what it is. Um, So uh, that is brings you down a bit. Um, The other guy uh, that's right next to to him is also going to take a slash at you, seeing how his friend had such good luck. And that is... uh, miss and your AC is freakishly high um, the other guy over here he's going to back more towards the door and um, as is his partner here and they're definitely just trying to you know create a bottleneck there so Larchwood can get away and hopefully you know they're probably hoping they can escape too um so that's their turn. Thora. Um, Thora will make sure that the lady in rags is behind her and then look at the second one who attacked Kalsho. Okay. And and gesture with her arm, kind of like she's tossing something, and say, no, and um, try and hit with an Eldritch Blast. Ooh. With a natural 20. Nice. Wow. First 20 of the game. So that's, that's awesome. double damage. Oh, it, is that, that's it? That's mm-hmm. all? Okay. Yep. You do not have to confirm. Okay. Just roll double damage. And so that's 1d10 force damage. Oh, a two. And do I roll the second time or? Yep. Okay. And a two. Yay. It's four damage. Yay. Well, that's something. So with this, you would roll, if you got a crit, you don't have to. You won't have to roll for com- confirmation. You just roll double damage, and then you add your bonuses after. Okay. Sweet. Awesome. One, you just miss. Unless the DM has a folly. Okay. All right. Wants a folly. So uh, is that it for your turn? That that The goat does nothing. Okay. Um, and you can, you can sort of uh, feel uh, or hear, um, you know, the beggar behind you, and, and she's, you know, just sobbing now um something that uh larchwood said must have really uh, rattled her quite a bit um so call show we're back to you okay so there's one person directly in front of the door is that the one i already stabbed uh yes all right uh no that is the other one that took a slash at you and missed okay i am going to slash at him that is only going to be a 10, though. Not going to do it. Okay. Anything else? So is there an option to use acrobatics to try to move through somebody's space? Yes. Okay. Is he really heavily armored? Uh, Leather. Okay. And if I fell, I'd provoke, provoke an attack. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm going to try to push through his space. Okay. The guy right in front of you? The guy right in front of me. Uh, now, do we start off with an inspiration token? You do not. Okay. You have to earn that stuff. All right. Trying to earn it. All right. I'm going to try to push through him with an acrobatics. Okay. Natty 20. Wow. 
So that is going to be a 24. That will do it. All right. So I just shove past him and go out the door. And I can move 30 feet. So I'll, I don't know if I've moved half, half speed for doing that, but. It's a DM call. I will step out in the street and look around for. I'd say with that roll, Larchwood. it's full speed. Okay. You're kind of blinded by your loyalty to this family and just charging forward. Um, and movement diagonals and forward are five feet, five feet. Okay. So by by this point, um, some other men have uh, entered the fight. Um, and these two, uh, the guys down um, at the bottom of the uh, map there, they uh, they have to kind of turn and confront front that those guys or they're getting confronted by those guys. I'm just moving them around so you know which ones I'm talking about. But um, so the guys that were in that shadowy corner, they've moved forward. And you can uh, assume that the attention of these other two guards here is kind of being split now between them and and the rest of you and uh, other people in the tavern who are now seeing this battle, um, you know, happen in front of them. They're really gaining courage now and starting to surge forward. So things are turning quickly. And it is uh, Aleron's turn. I think I should be I should be a little closer to Cole's show. I would have made it a little farther. I'm going to move up to the corner and uh, peek around it, see what's happening in the street. I'm assuming I see Cole show up there. And where's Mr. Mullet? Um, he is basically off your map. Oh. He had a steed waiting. <sighs> and uh, you can maybe hear galloping off in the distance. Not Not a single horse, but multiple horses. Uh, headed off. Okay. Do we see anybody else coming towards us? Uh, no one else is left outside right now. Um, you see something down down the the road a ways. You can't quite make out what it is. Looks like a, a small bundle or something. Maybe they left behind. Maybe it's a saddle or saddle blanket or something. You, you're not oh. quite sure what it is. Um, it's dark, uh, kind of cool mist in the air so your vision is not not perfect well i'm going to very casually calmly make my way over to the bundle and inspect it okay that's right you move him you can move him if you want no that's all all on you okay um so is that your turn yes that'll be my turn okay bjorn your turn i'm going to jump down from my chair and take a shot at uh, the closest one, the one that uh, Gulshaw put a Gulshaw took a chunk out of. Yes, and it's uh, my my arrows are not true today. It's another thirteen. I grimace and say something halfling like, "Come on, get with it, yarn." <laughs> Little self pep talk there. Yeah. Anything else? Any movement or anything? And then I'm going to step back behind and take half cover in this behind the uh, hearth there because I'm small. Oh. Good idea. Um, so now they are uh, feeling the heat now. Um, uh, this crazy, you know, um, guy just came charging through and out the door. Um, 
patrons are surging forward, uh, scary guys in the corner moving forward, and they're they're starting to freak out a little bit. Um, this uh, the guard kind of right in front of the door. He is going to back out of the door, and his partner down here is uh, very defensively going to move into his spot. Um, And they are um, in kind of a retreat, fighting retreat, we'll call it. And uh, he's going to come out, the uh, first guard, the one um, that came uh, out uh, outside, is going to run into this uh, crazy barbarian that came charging through. He's going to take a quick slash at you. Bring it. And it totally misses. Um, the other guys uh, are going to make their moves towards the door. Um, and that is their turn. So it is Thora's turn. Thora now, a little more angrily, looks at uh, the same one that she attacked last time and, and does the gesture again and, and says, No! And tries to hit it with an, another. Oh, nope, I missed. Mm. Oh, You're trying one. so hard, Zora. I, I am trying really hard. Um, so, uh, doing anything else? Um, I will take a uh, step forward. Okay. Uh, kind of diet. Yeah, perfect. That's it. Awesome. Um, Cole Show, it's back to you. So, are there any horses or anything out here in front? Uh, not that you can see. Um, the trail that uh, Larchwood left is pretty clear. Uh, the ground is chewed up, and you can tell that uh, it took off with uh, some haste. All right. <clears throat> I will angrily slash at this guy who's still attacking me. And that will be a 12, so I believe that is a miss. That is a miss. So, um, anything else? I, no, I'll keep... I'm going to... So I saw a, Lar a Laren run over to this something on the ground. Mm -hmm. I mean, is he reacting yet or just? Um, not yet. It's kind of uh, to the north of where you're at. Uh, so um, Aleron has some ways to go to get there. Okay. Then I will hold my ground for now. Okay. Uh, Aleron. Okay. I'm going to continue to the bundle and if I can inspect it. Okay. So you make your way, um, I don't know if you can see that, mm -hmm. um, uh, up there. And when you get there, you can see that it is uh, not a bundle. It's a little boy. It's Turston, and he oh. is uh, bleeding out. His throat has been slashed, and he has been left to die um, out in the mud and the muck. I will lay my hand upon his throat and say, may your injuries fade in the shadow and cast cure wounds on him. Okay. So you, you bring young Turston back to life and he, he's coughing and that's know. a full, uh, that'd be 12 points of healing to him. Okay. Which is probably more than he has. More than enough. Yeah. Okay. Um, so he's he, he kind of coughs a little bit and he he's, he's says I'm sorry I'm sorry, um, and he looks down and in his hand he has like a 
silver piece in his hand. And uh, if you were to give it a moment's thought, you realize that he probably he probably went out and alerted Larchwood and his thugs that uh, the beggar had talked to you guys and you know got a shiny silver piece for it. And I'll, I'll take the silver piece from his hand and say, "You don't need to apologize to me, little boy." Okay. You were doing what you needed to. Okay. Um, so he's, he's seems, you know, weak, uh, but he's, he's back. Uh, maybe have a nice scar and something to show his friends. I'll hold the coin up and say, we'll call this payment. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I like it. Nothing's free, kid. Nothing's free. Um, so you saved Tristan. Um, and good uh, job. Yeah. Good job. And, this uh Bjorn, you're up. Let's see what All you right. can do now. I'm gonna get out of the corner. I'm gonna run over and jump up on top of the stool behind Thora. My bow drawn, and I'm gonna go after the one on uh closest, I guess the one in the bottom. Okay. Finally, uh nineteen. Yeah, that is it. Yeah. I would hope so, you know. Oh, uh six points of damage. So he's really, really hurt by that. Uh, takes an arrow right in the chest. Uh, I think this is the guy that took the uh, Eldritch Blast a oh, yeah. bit earlier. Oh, yeah. You betcha. Um, so he's he's getting rocked right now, and, and he's trying to get out of here, but his, his friends are in the way. Um, is that all you're doing? That's all my movement. Awesome. I'm a little guy. I can't go much further <laughs> than that. Um. Uh, the guy up here by Cull Show is going to uh, he's going to attack, and that is a miss. Uh, Good. <laughs> the other guy is is exiting with uh, some speed now, but he'll see his friend engaged uh, with this uh, giant barbarian over here, and take us. Another miss, so that's pointless. That AC is going to be a problem. And uh, they, uh, other guys inside, the ones that are hurt the most, they are definitely making their way to the door now and on their way out, um, slowly retreating, watching the door as they go, spears at the ready, but they're obviously hurting you can see like a trail of blood as they um exit the building and that's their turn so that brings us to thora okay thora will move forward um 10 feet and and uh, repeat and try and bring one at least one of them to a full stop that is 16 that is a hit. All right. Uh, for four. Oh, and he is down. Yes. That That's all I can do. That's all you need to do. <laughs> um, so he drops, uh, takes another blast, kind of falls back and, uh, you know, Stumbles against his uh, his pal, pal who's uh, more or less out out of the building at this point, and falls to the ground. Um, anything else? I mean, you know what? I will go ahead and move forward another five. Yeah, 
and so I can see out the door. Okay. Uh, call show. That's your turn. I will attack to the one to the mar- to my right. That will be a twenty. And that will hit for six damage. Okay, so that uh, another mighty slash from your uh, sword, and he is uh, stumbling around trying to hold his guts in at this point, but uh, he still looks like he's in the fight. Okay, that's all. That's all for me. Okay, Alaron. Hey, chef, you want to trade a free meal for a little help? What do you have in mind? There's not time for a discussion. <laughs> it's free action. I'll take that as a yes, and I'll uh, move up and stab the person. I'll flank him. Is there a plus two bonus for this? Advantage. Okay. Just advantage. Okay. Dice, take the higher dice. Great, great. So that'd be a 21 with my dagger. Mm, that will do it. And we're looking at... Uh, six points of damage. Oh, wow. So this guy takes this slash from this barbarian and he's like holding on to his stomach and, you know, trying to trying to really dig deep, you know, to stay in this fight. And someone comes up behind him and dagger right through the kidney and he drops and he is no longer with us. Nicely done. So I'll just make a little note, put a little... St- skull and crossbones on him um so anything else any more people to kill for you aleron well that's my action i'm done uh bjorn your turn so i'm a angry son of a gun now i'm gonna drop my bow as a free action and pull out my rapier Mm -hmm. and get right next to thora there run through her because i'm a little guy so i can do that and get right up in there Literally standing on the corpse. Of oh, uh, I can share guards. spaces with bigger people. Yeah. And that is, oh, oh, my rapier's off. Only a 12. Should have gotten better at that. And then I'm going to use my bonus action uh, with my, well, no, I, I'm not going to use my bonus action. I'm going to keep it there. Okay. So you're done? I am done. Okay. So uh, these guys are dropping now, and uh, this guy is going to, uh, thinks maybe it's time to retreat but he's going to take a slash at this uh, dagger-wielding mystery man here. Did he disengage from Cool Show? Oh, did not, yeah. He's taking an attack opportunity. Okay, then I will uh, gladly take an attack of opportunity. That'll be a 22. Wow. For six damage. Okay. So he's uh, hightailing it out of here, but he is going to slash at Aleron. And that would be a 17. That will hit. Two damage to you, Alron. Okay. And he's going to keep moving, so you can take an attack, too. Oh, nice. And that's a one, so nothing. Didn't he uh, provoke from Jorn also? Technically, yeah, he had an yeah, angle he on might him. Have. I was not in melee with him, though. You were adjacent to him. Yeah, but it's, it's just in melee. So if I'm in melee with them and attacker, he's not walking through my space unless he's going through my space. If I was in battle with him and he disengaged without using, then it would attack opportunity since he was already attacking with you. 
that's considered there. If he's just, if he's just going through my, or if he's going through my space, if he's just adjacent to me in lots of way, I'm not, cause I'm, I'm in battle with someone else. He's not detect. Okay. Um, is that what, which, which one is the AC? Which color? Uh, it'd be blue. Okay. That's the way I, I understand it. Okay. We'll go with that. Um, so I forgot where we were. Uh, Bad guys running. Yeah. So this guy is going to take a slash at you, Bjorn. And it's a miss. Oh. Um, and he is going to retreat too. Kind of giving it up. So now if he disengages, I get attacked. He does. So well, not disengage, but he is fleeing now. Okay. Get him. Okay. I've got to get better rolls here. It's going to be a 21. Nice. That will do it. That is a nice rapier shot. It's going to be 11 points of damage. Nice. Wow. Right, right in his backside. <laughs> so he starts to turn, um, just kind of gives up, uh, drops his spear, and is just in a full-on sprint out of here. And this little uh, rapier slides in between his ribs, and he is down as well. Gotcha. Surprise, surprise. Little guy comes up in the end there. Um, so we're at uh, the one remaining bad guy is uh, basically in a retreat at this point. Um, and we're back to or Thora. It's your turn. Okay, so Thora will move up uh, about 20 feet. Is he gone? Yeah, he's gone. Yeah, he's, um... And will gesture sending that electricity towards the last remaining or last standing um, thug. She does not like the bullies and says with a lot of feeling, no. <laughs> oh, that's cocked. I'm going to roll again. Nice. And that's a 19. Uh, that'll do it. And... There nine, we go. Nine damage. Wow. So he's running along. Uh, he sees this open field kind of leading uh, deeper uh, into town and uh, thinks for just a split second that he maybe is going to get away and takes a Eldritch Blast to the back and propels him forward a couple of feet, stumbles, and he is no more. So... The bad guys are officially dead. No. Well, most of them. Yes. Some of them escaped. Where is that one? That the, the main head bully. I did not like him. Harrigan. Larchwood. Ego. I'm going to run over to uh, Thurston. Okay. You're over with uh, Thurston. Uh, he's starting to get up now. I'll help him to his feet. Okay. He thanks you for that. Um, and uh, at this point, his... His uh, mom and dad come out and they see him and, you know, see this kind of ugly red line across his throat and, you know, blood on his uh, clothes. And they, you know, scream and run over and, and grab him. And and, uh, and then his sister comes running out to, um, you know, her Brenna. Uh, so it's Barl and Millie own the inn and Brenna is their daughter. Thurston is their son. So you're... You are uh, quite close with especially the children at this point. And um, 
So you're happy he's he's okay and the family's happy. Um, Redthorn and uh, this uh, mystery beggar lady come out uh, together and uh, she still seems out of it. Um, you know, she has to be helped over over the bodies that are uh, kind of littering the, the exit to the inn. Um, somebody, you know, shouts and you see that, uh, that someone has thrown like a, like a torch on top of the inn. So the, uh, thatched roof of the inn is now on fire. Um, and so kind of chaotic people, the townsfolk are starting to, you know, get a bucket brigade together and, and they're running around. So I'm not going to get my free dinner. Uh, maybe, maybe not, but you already ate. I'm going to go and go get my bow real quick. (laughs) Okay. Um, so you go in and grab your bow. Um, you guys are grab my last little shot. I didn't get (laughs) free ale, everyone. Um, so you, uh, go in and grab your stuff. Uh, it's not a huge fire and they'll, they'll have it out, but you know, they're, they're well-trained when they see, you know, any kind of potential disaster like this to, you know, respond quickly. And so they, they run back to the well and they have a bucket brigade, you know, set up in, in no time. And, and Redthorn is, uh, uh, he's standing there with, uh, the beggar and she, uh, she keeps mumbling. And I don't know if you guys are close enough. We'll say that, uh, that you are, you can roll perception to see if you hear. No, I'm, I'm paying more attention to uh, where the coin purses are on the bodies. <laughs> okay. It'll be a 19 for me. I got 24. For me. Okay. So uh, you both hear, uh, she's just kind of mumbling to herself, uh, sometimes incoherently. Sometimes you can hear, they're all, they're all gone. They're all gone. All of them. They're gone. What do we do? They're all gone. And uh, um, uh, Redthorn uh, looks down at her. And he kind of grabs her her chin in his hand and and you know forces her to look up and said you know they're they're not all gone my lady you know the queen lives and uh, and she's like you know what how how can that be and like young Delthea was about to take her vows at Skyburn Hall but she has been taken now to old home and her armies gather in the north. You must, must snap out of this. Tell us what to do. So I'm going to relay this play by play over to, you know, just to, just to him. Yeah. To me. Very observant, you know. Okay. And so she says, and then he says, it's kind of a little bit more dramatic. <laughs> this a little soap opera. And yeah. some pauses in between. It sounds climb. pretty epic. Yeah. Um. So, are, you, are you doing this in my mind again? Oh, yeah. In that yeah. creepy way? <laughs> Thanks. Get out of my head, little man. Um, so you guys are all made aware of uh, what, what the exchange was about. Um, and uh, she does seem, you know, she she looks up and her eyes like brighten, you know, and she uh, has like this ragged like hood and like a cap of some sort. Uh, cowl sort of thing over the top of her head and she starts to peel all of that off and you know shakes out her hair and you can see that she is yes she is very very striking very beautiful young woman and uh, she kind of you know looks over and she sees uh, the two of you staring in their direction and she gestures to 
uh, your group says, you, come here. Um, I'll put away my sword after cleaning it on one of the bodies and then walk over to her. Okay. No foul. Oh, kick one of the guys. Kick one of the oh, guys. Oh, sorry. Elrond, you're going along? or um, No. No? I'll, I'll hang back a little I'll bit. I'll hang back, absolutely. Thora, oh, yeah. Thora walks right up, yeah. Maybe okay. grab, grab a coin purse while I'm doing that. Okay, Thora's probably smiling. And so, oh, hi there. Yeah, uh, so she she calls you over and and uh, and she says, you know, you handled yourselves quite well in there. That that much I did notice. Like we have much to do, and unfortunately, I need Redthorn to go fetch his men. Um, but I'm hoping you can do me a favor. I have no idea what Larchwood intends at this point. He could be heading back to Scornsby. He could be getting reinforcements, or he could be heading to the fortress. I, I have no idea. Um, but we need to know. If the queen lives, we must inform her of what's happened here. And I need you to do me one favor. Please, please, uh, take take some horses. There must be some in the stable. Take them and go after Larchwood and find out where he's headed. If he's headed to the fortress, we must know. We must know now. Please do this for me. And I will pay you back any way I can. How bit, how long of a journey is is that to where she's describing? Um, you're not sure. Uh, probably Cole Show knows since he's kind of a townie now. Um, but uh, he knows it's just a, a you know a few miles out of town before you reach this cliff face. For what this Larchwood has done to the son of the Offmans, I already intended to track him down and make him pay. But may I ask, my lady, who are you? Uh, I'm Florenza Fallingwater. And if you were there, Alaron, you would be like, what? Because you know of her. You don't know her. But the town you're from is the town that her family kind of uh, controls. So you would definitely recognize the name and maybe Bjorn's giving you the play-by-play again oh no no not at this point I'm I'm gazing at her pretty eyes okay she is she is quite lovely I'm hanging back but I'm not not paying attention so how long of a ways is this you would probably actually recognize her now no it's not far we should go get horses now okay is there any other kind of I mean you got anything else that can help us out any kind of uh, anybody has any potions or something sitting around uh, Redthorn uh, looks and uh, looks at uh, Lady Falling Water and uh, looks at you, and then he motions for someone that's kind of standing off to the side there. And this, uh, you know, teenagery kind of lanky, gawky-looking young lad comes running up, and he's got all this armor, but it's all a little mismatched and clanking. And he runs up, and he's he's like, "Hi, ah, my name's Luggy." Oh, hey, uh, Luggy. Um, so uh, yeah, um. I'll, I'll help you get ready. Uh, let me take you to the horses. Let's go. Okay. Huh? All right. I suppose. So oh, we really need that guy as a disposable sidekick. <laughs> um, so Luggy, he seems, you know, really, you know, quite eager. He's he's like the male Thora at this point. Um, <laughs> and, does he have uh, a goat? Just makes you happy. Uh, he does not have a goat, but 
you can tell, uh, you know, and he, he tells you all about himself in the, you know, 50 feet or so it takes to get to the stables. And so, you know, he's, he's a uh, red thorn squire and he seems very proud of that. And, uh, you know, his name is actually Lugwald Lampwick and, uh, he's from the, you know, the famous Lampwick family who's very wealthy, but he assures you that he's from the poor branch of the family. Um, and he's working with Redthorn to try to make make his own way in this world. He's just a very plucky young lad and, you know, very eager to help. And uh, he brings you to a uh, set of horses. There are six in the stable. He picks out the four best and uh, uh, helps you get them saddled, ready to go. And he reaches into his uh, pack and he pulls out a couple of healing potions and he uh, hands them to um, the uh, cleric. He assumes you're a cleric. No. Really? He would assume mm. that? I don't know. <laughs> I, don't know. <laughs> I don't know. He's heard things. Uh, he maybe knows that you healed. Uh, okay. I think that's reasonable. Healed the kid, yeah. So he gives him to the one who can heal people, huh? Oh, yeah, can, I'll take him. dole them out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I'll, I'll pocket them. That's okay. fine. Okay, keep them, sell them. So I saw what you did with the boy. Can you do that again? I've taken an injury here. I can, but only one more time. You never did answer me about that free meal. Is it comped <laughs> at this point? I'll cover your meal for what you've done for Thurston, and then some. Okay. And I'll place my hands over your wounds. Okay. May the so we saw him give the healing potions to him? Yes. Yeah. Oh, how many? Uh, two. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay okay you are healed uh nine points you're all good oh that is much better now i am ready to bring the fight to this large wood awesome come let us go okay so you guys uh i don't think i need a full-size horse yeah you might have to ride with someone that's okay let's get the ride the goat how fast are you <laughs> Not the goat too small uh, for riding. <laughs> too small, but, uh, just baby goat. Baby. Uh, or uh, so I was jump on someone to the back of. Okay, so you uh, you take uh, the three fastest horses, um, and you're riding. Maybe we'll say in the back with uh, Thora, um, and uh, you start to head out. And it's it even though it's dark, you can see that the fire is under control. People in the town are well organized. Uh, you see Redthorn, you know, shouting orders at people. Um, and, uh, you know, the lady, uh, falling water, she seems much more in control of herself. And, you know, she is talking to some of the townsfolk and giving aid to those who are, you know, in need of it. And, uh, things seem well under control as you move forward, you know, you head off into the darkness. You, uh, even though it is dark, you can see this trail, um, uh, been kicked up because Larchwood left in such a huge hurry and so it should be relatively easy to follow and that is where we will end for today Ah, good job everyone that was a nice fight and hopefully you, you learned a little bit more about the, the predicament that you're in cool. thank you alright yeah awesome alright session one in the books Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed our game. 
Look for us again next week or check us out online at DungeonPatrol.com. You can also connect with us on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram.